I'm here in what is a lovely woodland area in the middle of Stanhop and I'm surrounded by people. Trish, do you want to explain to us where we are and why we're here, please? Um, yeah, I run the Sherelle Adams Cancer Support Trust and we have a holiday home based at um, Heatherview at Stanhop. We let the caravan out to cancer patients to give them a breakthrough in between their treatments. So we do it on a twice-weekly basis so that we can get as many cancer families through as possible. And we do a Monday to Thursday or a Friday to a Sunday. And they come and they just enjoy it and it's totally free. Um, some of them give us a donation, which is nice, and it helps to keep the project going, but they don't have to. It's, we, we provide that so that they don't have the stress of the finance of trying to have a holiday or a break. Um, all they need is they're spending money when they come here and... Um, hopefully it gives them a chance to just recharge the batteries ready for the next round of treatment or to make some precious memories if they're terminal with their families yeah i mean it's a lovely sight isn't it it's gorgeous it's really calm you can hear the river you can hear the wind through the trees it, this must be so relaxing for people it is yeah and i mean we've got a prime pitch here as well because we've we backed onto the river so especially first thing on the morning anybody who stays here opens their curtains and the first thing they see is the river and um, we actually stayed, the volunteers stayed last night in preparation for the opening today and the first thing I saw when I opened the curtains was a beautiful big heron just sat outside the window on the river and it was magnificent. Um, so we have also, we're right next door to the clubhouse so if anybody is able to go and have some food or drinks they've just got a short walk across the car park so they don't have very far to go um, so that's there for them as well and hopefully it's just a really lovely location for them. Yeah, I've got to say, I think it's a great site. Now, I'm going to turn to Alison here, because she's the person who does all the heavy lifting, aren't you? You're, you're the muscle in this in this project. Yeah. So, come on, what's your role and what do you do? Well, I just do anything I can. I do all the laundry, because the laundry has to be spick and span, so I call me Winter Twanky. <laughs> I, um, I do all the laundry at the moment down home and then bring it up. But um, I just do what needs doing, cleaning the bathrooms or a bit of DIY if needed. I'm a dab hand at building sheds. <laughs> but um, just anything, really, just to make it nice and clean and tidy and presentable and comfy for when the cancer patients come to stay. Um, I just enjoy doing it because I know what I'm doing is helping people. And when I see them coming in sad and then I see them leaving, it's such a boost. That's all That's all the payment I need to see people going away from here, nice and happy, and knowing that we've made a difference to, to what's, what's happening to them. Because I'm a cancer patient myself, and I only got on with the charity because of my own experience. And they helped me, I'm gonna cry, they helped me so much that I wanted to give something back, just a few hours a week. And now I'm a trustee and I help her, I help her run it. And I love it. it. It gives you something to aim at and it gives you a purpose. Um, but I, I often think, where would I be if, if Trish hadn't been there? Because I lost my mum not long after the cancer and it broke us. But if, if it wasn't for, for her there, I, I would be nowhere. I'd be, I'd be down in the dumps because she she brought me out, she opened me up and I'm doing all kinds of things now that I never used to do. But um, th things, I mean, 
I gave up and standing chapels and such as that. I wouldn't have done that a few years ago, but she, she, I can't tell you how much I love her. She's, she's my strength behind everything. And I keep going for her because she supports me and I support her. And um, we're both being through it and I, I love her to bits. I can't sing. Oh, oh. This is my fault, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, we usually get hardened to it, but sometimes it's passion and it's passion and it's the difference people are making. It's, it, the, we decided to do this because when we moved the caravan here from Crimden, we just, the timing was just so bad. We just got it here and we got locked down with COVID. So for a good 18 months, we couldn't even use the caravan or come near it. Um, and when we did get up and running and we got it sighted and plumbed in and everything, at that point, it was a case of getting as many cans of patients through the door as we could. That was our main objective. It was it was more about them rather than about us and the charity. So um, we just wanted to help the people who, especially them, had been locked down mm-hmm. and needed that extra break to go alongside the treatments that they were having. With the lovely weather that we've had lately, we just thought we'd got a free weekend. We had one weekend when I checked the diary. I said, hey, we've got nobody in that weekend. Why don't we? have an open weekend because a lot of the other people on the park will come past and they'll say hey what what do you do here what's the van for can you tell us a bit about it so we thought if we have an open day anybody passing they're quite welcome to come in and um, have a look around and see what we do and what it's for because there will be families on the park who have um, relatives with a cancer diagnosis that we could maybe help them as well and what would be even nicer is if you've got a family here and they don't see their family very often, and they're poorly. They can come along, stay here, and spend some time with their relatives. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit extra, especially if they're terminally ill. Yeah. Um, which we were talking to somebody the other day who's in that specific situation. Mm-hmm. It must be so important for people. Two of the patrons for the charity here. Um, I'm going to start over here. This is Councillor Alwyn Gunn. Okay, now you are the councillor for which area? Wellington and Hunwick. <coughs> and Division. You're a patron for this charity. That's, that's unusual, isn't it, to step up and become patrons for charities. Councillors do this very often. What, well, what, what drove you to oh, this well, one? I'm, I'm sure that there are councillors who, who do it. Um, what drove me to do it? Well, ten, 10 years ago, almost 10 years ago, um, when I, I was becoming a councillor, um, I met Trish. Um, and I could see right at the start how committed she was to the charity, what she was doing, um, what she was doing I could identify with because of situations I'd been in myself with friends and family and knew that that support was really quite crucial to helping people. But I mean, I, I, I saw the passion, I saw the commitment and I thought, yeah, this is, um, this is just something to support. And then Trish asked me if I would not just say I support in ways that you do, well, lots of different ways, lots of levels of support, um, and asked me to become a patron. So uh, that was a no-brainer, basically. Of course, I've become a patron, wanted to support it. If I, I, I think for me, then this morning when I was sitting having my cup of coffee and contemplating how... Um, lovely it would be to have a ride up here where I spent my childhood actually because my grandparents came from around here 
and, and I thought I'm going to write something, a, a poem, to say what, as I write poetry now and again, mm -hmm. I don't say that with a big ego, it's just a therapy for me, um, and um, sometimes it's rubbish, and sometimes it's not too bad, and sometimes I think, yeah, that's a cracker. But um, this isn't about me. Can I read it? Of course you can. Do you mind? Not at all. I think this actually says it all about why we're here today. Why we're here today and why I think that being a patron is so important. A place to come and shelter from the storm of cancer, provided by the special works of those who care. Although to questions... Why me? Why us? They have no answer. These volunteers know raw motions are laid bare. And so they bring some respite from the endless pain, this place to find some small amount of peace. They give without a thought for grateful thanks or gain amid this countryside some time for some release. Cheryl Adams Cancer Support Trust, I salute you on this official opening day of care. Your work is ceaseless and your hearts are true, committed to give light where there's despair. Thank you, all of you volunteers. They are absolutely brilliant. That was fabulous, thank you. It is. Do you know what? There's not a dry eye in the house. That's brilliant. Thank you. Well done. I am I'm out of questions for you. I'm going to turn to the other person in the room, which is um, Joy Allen, who is the Police and Crime Commissioner. So, Joy, you're a patron of this charity. What drew you to it? Well... We go back a while, yeah. don't we? Um, and I used to be um, a county councillor and a town councillor and a mayor for Bishop Auckland. And now our paths crossed when this lady here was really banging the drum um, for the Bishop Auckland Hospital. And, and the work that we're doing around Bishop is, and, and saving... You know, I think it was Ward Six, Ward Six but also yeah. the, the, the work that you did, mm -hmm. raising awareness of what was going on within Bishop Auckland Hospital and galvanising the community. And as a, as, a, as a local politician, you get somebody who knows, you know, knows the inside out, they've, they've been through the system and the fight. And there's a certain you know, you know, good, strong northern woman fighting for and standing up um, for the local community. And our hospital's really, really important to us but also the, the work and the treatment that our hospital provides and changing lives, saving lives, is, is so important. Um, but also I'm, I'm a patron um, because my predecessor, Ron Hogg, um, was, was a great patron uh, to the charity. Um, and just to, I wanted to follow in, obviously, in, in Ron's to support the charity. It has been sort of COVID um, issues. Um, but I think hopefully this is the start of something where we, we, we cement that relationship and we, we promote the charity and we change so many people's lives for the better. Mm -hmm. Now this sounds to me like this is a charity that's going to go from strength to strength. You've got so much support, yeah. passion behind it. Um, if people wanted to get involved, how would they do so? Um, well, we're in the process of getting a brand new website put together. There's a lovely guy called Kieran who's in the... It's, there's not much on the website at the moment because it is just already being put together 
Um, so they'll be able to go and access the website. They can get me on my Facebook page. Um, they can either Google Trish Greensmith or Sherelle Adams. Either one will get take them to me Facebook and they can get involved that way. Plus, the patrons themselves, because we also have, you were, you were mentioned about how councillors become patrons. I mean, Brian Myers was one of my first patrons um, when he was chairman of Durham County Council and Pat Glass, the MP, well, they still are patrons, they're still there, they're still patrons, um, and she's retired now. And um, I mean, when, with Brian, that really, every, everything took off with that because the funny thing about that was I kind of made history, local history, the same day. Um, in I think it's in the Durham archives or something. It but, will be, yeah. but what happened there was um, I got the I was awarded the chairman's medal for bravery, which was a fantastic honour. And it's on me sitting on the wall, and I just love it to bits. I was awarded the medal, and fully enough, I didn't know anything about the chairman's medal. And I remember my husband saying, "Do you want me to come with you?" And me go, "Nah, it'll be the size of a two pence piece. It'll be in a little cufflink box, and it'll be there. You go, thank you very much, and go home." So. We went down, me and my friend, and it was all in the chambers, and it was all this big ceremony, and it was this big thing, and <laughs> my husband had gone to work and missed the whole lot. <laughs> and um, when we went down, the last ever function of Weir Valley District Council, which is why it's in the history thing, um, I think it's in anyway, the, the last, last ever function by Len O'Donnell, was the chairman then, was to award me my medal. Oh. And then they abolished, literally within minutes, they abolished Wee Valley District Council. So that was last ever function. And I remember the TV being there and the radio and everything. And then we had to sit while they, inst re um, they instated the um, Unitary Authority, mm. of which Brian took was over. First chair. Yeah, and the first ever function of the Unitary Authority was to announce the Sherelle Adams Cancer Trust as the first charity they were supporting. Yeah. So twice in one day, mm -hmm. I was the first and last and first thing to happen. <laughs> and when it was all over, the, the media were there to, to talk to Brian and the councillors mm -hmm. because of the changeover. And they totally sidetracked him and come to me and went, how do you feel about getting your medal? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. That was, that's just, you know, the Brian's a patron and then you got Mac Williams and all that. Well, I was talking to Mac a few weeks yes, ago. Yeah. And just lovely, lovely people who just got involved with what I do. And it just took off from there and um, went on to raise me a lot of money and raise mm -hmm. me profile. How much but have you raised over the years then, do you think? All I know is it's over a million now. Oh. It's over a million, but it's took 16 years. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. when you're only a small charity yeah. to achieve that, that's the equivalent of cancer research, doing it in a couple of weeks, basically. But you know what I mean? Yeah. It's mm -hmm. took took about 16 years, but we have raised over a million, mm -hmm. probably just, just over. And but, of course, um, the people from County Durham benefit from that, don't that's they? That's right, that's right. Yeah. And it's anybody, well, it's not just County Durham, it's anybody around mm -hmm. Sunderland. If you're diagnosed with a cancer, mm -hmm. it's either the RVI or Durham or James Cook, anywhere, mm -hmm. um, we cater for those people around there any of them can access this project mm -hmm. and the reason it being because when I was told um, I had to stop singing and I was going through my treatment I refused to stop singing because that was my passion mm -hmm. I love my singing um, and nothing was going to stop if that was the last thing I was ever going to do I was going to make sure I, I milked it for all till it was dry <laughs> and I walked on stage with my bandana on, I couldn't wear a wig. I had my bandana on, I made it sparkly, so it looked nice. 
and I had tubes coming out all over and I looked a real mess to be honest looking back now I think I shouldn't have done it because I probably didn't look very nice but that was my <laughs> but at the time that was my fight yeah. and it, nothing was going to yeah. stop us and I walked on stage and I had a pink bucket we've got them out there at the moment for the tombola and I put it at the front of the stage and rightly or wrongly I had a captive audience and I said this is me this is not how you know me because these are clubs that I do on a regular basis and everybody's quite shocked and um, as I said at this point I was ill and I looked ill and I'd lost weight and I was a mess and I tried to sing and I had no vocal really but people still clapped and applauded and still let me go at the clubs they, they encouraged us and they followed me journey and I said there's a bucket there if you want to put some money in it you can if you don't want to you don't have to it's just a thank you to give a bit back within three months with that bucket I'd raised £10,000 wow. and that was how I started with the fundraising <laughs> and at that point I was basically informed by 2D do you remember 2D yeah, that used to help charities and that yeah. had a few friends board. that worked there yeah. and they were advising us yeah. and um, they said you've got 10 grand you're going to have to either donate it yeah. or do something yeah. with it and then that's when I decided I would sit down looking to other charities to see yeah. where to send the money so that was why I started my own charity and I thought this is going to be an open book and it's been an open book from day one yeah. anybody can access what we do and see where the money goes and I insist 100% that any piece of equipment has a plaque on mm. with we donated it, the date we donated it and how much it cost. Mm -hmm. So people can see we spent £8,500 on a double infusion pump. Mm -hmm. And I, somebody said, oh, I put money into that. And you get the amount of people come to me and say, I've been to Durham for my chemotherapy and I've seen your plaque on it. I was on the machine, mm -hmm. you know, and they recognise it. Um, everything that we've ever donated to a hospital has a plaque on. Mm -hmm. um, from a chair that's to diagnose people with mouth cancers, um, a bed that we Stars. got. Oh, my star. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, that's not a piece. No, well, it is and it isn't. I donated about 35000 to um not money, um, in equipment to James Cook, mm -hmm. radiology department. And when they were making the Endeavour suite, which is the new cancer, well, it's been there a while now, but it was new at the time they were on building it. I never got to use it because it was still on being built. They put a glass wall in, and on the glass wall is stars. Mm. And anybody who's helped the, the charity um, get their name put in a star, mm -hmm. and mine's the first star on the wall. So, you know, it's, it's nice to have that little bit of recognition. Yeah. And, I mean, one of the funniest things, I think, was I was sat... Still, I was quite poorly at the time. I think Pat Glass did this. Um, and I was sat in my conservatory making my phone calls and on my, on my good days when I could. And I got this phone call from this news, real radio station, whatever. Um, we want your reaction to the news. And I went, what news? Your commendation in the House of Commons. I went, I haven't got a commendation in the House of Commons. He went, oh, yes, you have. I went, no, I haven't. And I argued, black was white. <laughs> I did not have a commendation in the House of Commons. So you've got the wrong person. And I was getting quite heated in the finish because I wasn't well. And in the finish, I put the phone down. And then uh, I found out I had. <laughs> and it was Pat had done it. She'd put this thing through. Um, one of these early day motion things where some of the MPs had signed it and everything. And it, this house commands what I'd done as a charity and stuff. And it was lovely. And I had to ring them back and apologise. <laughs> So it has, I have had the recognition. I don't do it for that. Mm. It is nice to be recognised, though, because it shows that people do care and they, they are taking notice of what you're doing. Mm. Not because you're doing it, but because you're doing it for the right reasons. 
So if people wanted to get in touch, if they were thinking about using your caravan, how would they do it? How do they get in touch with you? Um, you can give me a ring. Um, the, the caravan's based at Heatherview Caravan Park at Stanhop, so it's very local. Um, and you can give me a call on 07-425-139-223. And I'm Trish, so just give me a ring and um, I'll be happy to take your call and take your details and sort you out a little break. Thank you very much. Do you know what? It's been a pleasure speaking to you ladies this morning. Thank you.